0: That diesel.
1: Um, 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 Let's go, diesel. Um. You know, the last episode recorded was the bum list. It was on October (laughs) 4th. Think about that. Oh my gosh, that's how you do the early last
0: year. Yeah, because we were garbage from the start. Pretty shitty. Coach was fired. All the above. But that's how we knew shit was about to clean, like, they're about to clean the house. Mm -hmm. Because shit got bad so quickly that, like, everybody couldn't survive, man. Like, when Jay got fired, there was, like, 12 games left.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just remember the image of Snyder being in the, uh... The owner's box with Alex Smith just looking so pissed off. Like, that's my last image of last year. That's all I remember. When did you guys realize the season was over? I have a clear memory of when I was like, "Yep, this is going to shit quickly. Because I remember we had a conversation between us three about, like, if – God, I can't can't remember his name. Bears quarterback, Trubisky. Yeah. If if Trubisky came out and started dealing, we were in trouble. And his first drop, he was like 10 or 12. I was like, well, this, this shit's over.
0: Yeah, Trubisky cooked this Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah, but those but those kind of bum QBs always cook us, man. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Fucking Christian Ponders of the world. Monday Night,
1: all lights, all all the lights on us, all eyes on us. Guaranteed, a bum ass QB will cook the Washington. (laughs) Uh, I'm worried that the stink of that is still here, but. Is that just something that's just going to be the reality of the Redskins? Like, come through with your worst performance? Uh, I don't know if that's just a thing that's unique to the bad coaching we've had or if that's just the stink of the franchise now. I hope not. That's how sad the season was. Like, there's plenty to talk about, but I just haven't had the energy or the desire to have a podcast for real. Mm-hmm. I've been like, should we record one? Mm-mm. Nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Shit, we have a lot to talk about, though. So we're going to try to squeeze it in
0: another regime, a new regime. You know, it always is around here. Lots of hope. Everybody starts hoping again.
1: Uh, I mean, nobody's going to give them credit for making the necessary moves, man, because firing Bruce Allen and cleaning house was a move that was clear. It should have been done, honestly, last December, but they didn't have the balls to do it back then. I'm glad they got it done this time. And it seems like they hired the right guy. Um, I, I'm i not in it right now for a Super Bowl. I'm in it just to be invested again, man. Like, we haven't recorded this podcast in four or five months. I haven't had the desire to do it because this team has been garbage, and they gave me no reason to even believe they could get it right. I don't know if they got it right this time, but at least I'm invested again. And I think I can speak for a lot of people in the fan base saying that. They're back. At least Dan finally brought some respectability back to the franchise, it seems like, by hiring Ron Rivera. I mean, like you said, the Bruce Allen thing was way overdue. Like, but at least he finally realized, you know, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Because for all we know, if we had went on a little three-game win streak in the end of the year, he might have kept Bruce Allen, and it would have been business as usual. So right. I got to say there is new hope in the town. I mean, obviously, this thing ain't going to be built overnight. But to have somebody like right. Ron Rivera in charge, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a, step, that's a step forward. Right. Uh, Ron Rivera is a respected coach in the NFL. I haven't heard a bad word about Ron Rivera since he's been here. Um, it's, it's refreshing because you brought in a bunch of guys these past couple of years. Even Mike Shanahan had questions coming in, the way he flamed out in Denver. And, you know, Jay Gruden seemed to be a hire that was kind of done with a little bit of a wink with wink, nudge-nudge. You're in the in the Bruce Allen camp, so I'm going to give you a job sort of situation. One a Bruce this, guys. <laughs> I, right, Bruce guys. They reached it. They went out and they got Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, I think I knew that it was going to be different when he fired Larry Hess you Know because that's one of Dan's guys, and Ron said, I don't care who, who's Dan's guys are. I'm I have hope that they're actually going to let Ron run the show. Um, we'll we'll see, we'll see because 20 years suggests that Dan can't help himself. Also, we got to keep in mind with Rivera and the interviewing process that he did with Kyle Smith, he promoted Kyle to you know director of player personnel, uh, right? College and pro, right? Uh, I mean, I tend to believe that. That's something that they might have done anyway. Uh, you know, we've only heard like rumblings from people in this market, but it seems like Kyle Smith is very well respected. People seem to think that he has a future um, in personnel in this league, and um, unlike Sean McVay, he was one of the guys that they refused to let like, get away. So maybe Dan, you know, told Ron like we want to keep Kyle. Maybe Ron knew that Kyle was an up and comer in this industry, and he wanted to keep him himself. So plus, um, keep in mind, Ron week was week. Ron was connected to uh, Kyle's pops, AJ.
0: That's right. True, 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 true. Some of the guys we've hired, man, like outside of Joe Gibbs, obviously Joe Gibbs came back. Mike Shanahan was not built to handle this kind of job. Right. Like he had been in Denver. They've been patting him on the back there. Like he was treated like a hero there in a way that he was never going to get treated here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, and he was a jack. And he's an asshole. True. The thing about Ron Rivera is Ron Rivera seems like a good person. Yep. Someone who actually mm-hmm. cares about like, his
1: players, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, it's been a while since we had, like, the face of our franchise with someone like that. But you know why he's like that? Because, one, he's
1: also a former player. He gets it. Yeah. He's not this, yeah. no, oh, yeah. well, he's either this way, you know, or uh, I'm going to hold this against you, I'm going to hold this grudge against you, like the Bruce allen Trip yeah. Williams situation we've been having. Ron Rivera's not that type of guy.
0: Right. Uh, there's
1: nothing There's nothing really about Ron Rivera that I can point to and be like, he does this in a way that's embarrassing or that would embarrass the t- franchise or the team. Uh, he's had losing seasons, but Ron Rivera's a good guy and he's a good coach, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think that he has any problems stepping into the office and running it his way. I don't think Dan's going to get involved. And if he does, I, I don't think that it'll be a power struggle. I think that Ron knows he has the clout to say, you know, you hired me to fix this. This is my show now. I, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Like, like, the coach, like the coach-centric piece that they said, like, I don't think Ron Rivera would have signed off or came here because we all know Ron Rivera had many choices that he could, many places he could have gone to. If Dan's going to be, you know, nosy, meddling, doing shit that he shouldn't be doing like he was previously, I don't think Ron is going to go for that. So I don't think he would have <laughs> signed up if that was going to happen.
0: Shit, Gellerman thought that he was going to get an
1: He was Rivera. He sure was like, the, the next thing I knew, he was hired. Mm-hmm. It was it.
0: Mm-hmm. Listen, man, people gotta chill with this whole owners need to not meddle. Like you own the team. But you know anything with like, anything with Snyder is overblown though, Cliff. You go know to saying? Just don't do dumb yeah. shit. But like you own the team. Like you, like Bob Kraft, do they do they call him a meddler? They'll they they do not call they don't say Bob Kraft medals because that's cause they win. True. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you win, no one calls it meddling. It's only called meddling if your team mm-hmm. stays. That's true. It's very true. And the team's mm-hmm. sticks, man. Yeah. The team
1: <laughs> Well I, I'm not gonna beat the drum right now that there's a bias against the wrestlings in the national media. I think that we're just low-hanging fruit and it's easy to make jokes on that at our expense. Absolutely. Um so everybody can make jokes about Daniel Snyder being a meddler. Like of course Chris Russell was doing his usual Chris Russell thing, like, oh, I've heard that Daniel Snyder is telling people that he wants chase young i think everybody wants chase young so i i, I don't see what the problem is but again anything, anything related my. to the redskins and daniel snyder is overblown it doesn't matter what it is like you said generational talent on as a defensive pass rusher well it looks like snyder wants him so it looks like he's in control of the team again no how about we have a defensive head coach who would want a defensive dog or young savage on his defensive line it makes sense Listen, there's a small contingent of media that's saying that the wrestling should draft Tua, but it just doesn't make any sense to draft Tua right now. Everybody knew that Haskins was raw. Haskins looked raw at points last season. He also looked good at points last season. Why would you draft Tua when you have a generational defensive end in in your sights? At two, what it owner? In, what sense. owner? What owner in the top
0: five doesn't want Chase Young? Also, in my personal opinion, with both of the with both of these QBs coming out, Burrow and Tua. Their teams were so stacked. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how you could evaluate. Nobody's those. making that point, though. Their, their receiving mm-hmm. cores were stacked. Mm-hmm. 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 Fucking first round. Throw it anywhere. Everywhere. Chances are it's turning into six. Top top mm-hmm. offensive line. Like, yo, Haskell's fifty set big 10 records, man. Mm-hmm. Only you starting. Right. I've said it from the start. I do not understand. Why there is this level of skepticism with Haskins? Because I know for a fact there would not be this level of skepticism given his background, like given where he played at. It doesn't really make sense to me.
1: Well, part of the problem this clip is I think that we live in a town where. Uh, a, a sector of the media, the sports media, and we all know who I'm talking about, uh, drives this narrative that Haskins is lazy or he's incompetent or that he just doesn't have the, the makeup to be a leader or, or whatever it is. I guess buying a Bentley with your first million dollar paycheck means you're a, a clown. I mean, whatever. I don't know. But they're driving this narrative and it's part of like, the national narrative that the Redskins can't do anything right. And they look at him like, well, they, they must have messed up with Dwayne Haskins. They, they got to draft Tua. Well, it doesn't really make sense. When you look at it, like Cliff said, you know, Tua had a serious injury. A serious injury. Whoop. Under normal circumstances, people wouldn't be considering drafting a quarterback that just messed up his hip. Three four surgeries in the last 22 months. Do, do, do People forget how pedestrian Joe Burrow was in 2019 or 2018, I should say. Like, he wasn't good. Not like somebody were... It's like Andrew Luck, where I look at him, I look at his body work in college and what he did at Stanford and be like, he's a slam dunk first overall pick. No questions about it. Like, yes, Burrow's good. Tua's good. I think they'll both be good quarterbacks, but they're not like slam dunks to me. Not at all. No, I completely agree. I kind of feel like the narrative is being pushed towards Burrow and Tua are like slam dunks. And Dwayne Haskins is all of a sudden this big question mark. Like, I don't know how you could throw 50 touchdown passes and become a question mark. You, you. Only only here, only with the Redskins would there be a player like Chase Young sitting in our laps, and you have people in the media and in the fan base making excuses and reasons why they shouldn't draft him. It, it's honestly, like, I've been off Twitter for the most part for the past couple months. This is one of my New Year's resolutions, and it's been glorious just to not see <laughs> these hot takes. These hot takes have been killing me, bro. If you can't Stick see they can't
0: us. <laughs> Don't tell us about all types of quarterbacks Uh being good Mm -hmm. who clearly suck. Mm -hmm. Why do they swear to me this guy isn't good? I don't understand it. Well,
1: he's not your typical run around, you know, if I'm going to, I don't really want to take it there, but I'm I'm taking it there. Like, oh,
0: no, it's no, that's really what it is. It's almost like Haskins is punished because he's a black quarterback that doesn't, but he
1: sits in the pocket. He has a strong arm, he's big body, can move within the pocket. Remember with the narrative coming out before the season started, well, he's overweight or he can't move. He's not really agile. And he just proved to you that he can nah. do it.
0: But you know what's funny? Haskins can't move. They say Haskins can't move because to them, like all black quarterbacks should be running. So like by their standard, by the standard of like quote unquote mobile quarterbacks, Haskins is not no fucking Lamar Jackson, obviously. He's not a mobile He's not a statue. They try to make it seem like he was a like badass. Jared
1: Lorenzo. like he's uh, Byron Leftwich. <laughs> well, well, like, yeah. well, that's the that's the lazy ass comparison that he gets, Byron Leftwich. No well, not on it, Byron Leftwich, but that's what they always comparing right. him to. And it's funny because I mean we've all seen the narrative that's. Oh.
0: Yeah, but you know what, man? You know what, man? I like. I hate to like get all sound all optimistic like Paul normally does, right? Uh, I guess, <laughs> but if you no no no, I'm about to sound pretty optimistic. Like if you're gonna take Chase Young, the the core of our team would be young players from winning programs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Haskins has a lot of potential. I don't give a shit what anybody tells me. I know what the fuck I'm seeing. Mm-hmm.
1: Like form around Carson Wentz, like he gets hurt because he runs too much. So it's like. I'll lose-lose for Haskins. Like, either he stands in the pocket and gets criticized for being a black quarterback that can't move, or he runs more, gets hurt, and says, well, you're being selfish because you don't want to throw the ball from the pocket. So, exactly. goes, what do you want from him? Mm-hmm. He he just needs to do him and do what's best for Dwayne Haskins. You know what I'm saying? If he wants to run, like he's been running a little bit, to extend the drive, do that. But So, don't be something that you're not.
0: Right, just, mm-hmm. yeah, man. just keep working hard. Son. Mm-hmm. Just right. keep working hard. man.
1: You're a – uh, some of the terms. Uh, I think there's an increase in minimum salaries. I think there's a bigger um, share for the players. I, I didn't see the numbers on what that share is going to be moving forward, but it's an increase. Um, let's talk about the new CBA um, tag on a player or players in the same year. Um, also, players can smoke weed, which I'm sure some guys are happy about. Pro Welcome win. to 2020, in NFL. Podcast, right? What the fuck? All right. Right.
0: Oh, for the record, the players are right. already smoking weed. All
1: right. <laughs> just, just making our stance in this podcast clear. We're pro, pro. Uh, medic- we pro green, anyway. chief. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've seen some players come out and say that they're not really a fan of the new CBA. Uh, I, I don't think the vote was necessarily that close. I think it was like a hundred fifty uh, difference in, in like us even split. But, you know, like I said, 10 years of peace uh, The only thing that I don't really love is, well, first off, you're going to have an uneven number of home games and away games per year, unless uh, something that Jason Lockham 4 was talking about is that teams would eventually have one neutral site game per year, which I guess I could be into, like, going to see the Redskins play, uh, I don't know, the Cowboys at the Cotton Bowl or something like that. or I, I don't know, just like seeing the, the uh, I don't know, Lions play, uh I don't know the Browns at Michigan Stadium or I did see Lockie before. Why I, I want watch that. Why would I want to interesting and odd, I will say. You know, you have the, your six division games. You have one division from the NFC that you play. You have a one division from the AFC you play and then you would play two teams from the NFC that were in the same ranking in your division as you. So I guess the seventeenth game would be outside of that little group. So it would have to be a game like let's just say the wrestling are playing. Red- well, not this year. This year they should are playing Ravens anyway. You know what really? I'm saying? But let, let's say, like, you'll say um, they're playing. Um, I don't know. Let's say they're playing the Titans next year, and you play them. I don't know what's between here and, and Nashville, West Virginia. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but why? Because Cliff, what I just say? But they're all about the dollar, like, building that so revenue. Why?
0: I saw. I saw that. Oh, yeah, no, this is a a ploy to
1: get more money and expand the brand. I mean, like he mentioned, basically, these games be played in college stadiums. Like somebody's going to go play in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Like I'm not trying to go see the Redskins play the Cardinals in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. 17 games starting in 2021 or 2022, I believe is what I saw. Um, Seven teams per conference in the playoffs. Only one team getting a bye. And you can't use a transition tag and the franchise.
0: Like, I don't – why can't mm-hmm. we just – But then, like then you're going to have to have one
1: team playing while. Man. I only had two home games. Well, Then, then you that can't have seventeen. It's pretty dumb. Yeah, I I, I wasn't a fan of it. Like, I, I really hate – Like, you're going to have some teams going 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Mm-hmm. You're going to have playoff teams going 7-9-1. this this Yeah. 16 games is a perfect Yo, little balance. Guys, look at teams. As all rosters. things should be. Thanos voice.
0: <laughs> teams rosters. By the time you get like. Exactly. By the time you get to like week seven, team, these what? teams have no players. Well, apparently they man. say
1: they're supposed to be expanding the rosters, but my I whole sure thing is why not game. Just allow the teams to have all the players that's on the roster be active anyway? Why don't you just make and choose like. <laughs> well, Corey, I mean,
0: but that shit's been happening since like the last four years,
1: man. But I mean, you, you, I hear you on that. I hear you on life. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: I, no I hear what you're saying, You before, should be able I, I to dress that, Everybody, players, If they're healthy, you should be able to, to be active, years. ready to play on Sunday. If you got injured players, you should be able to sign somebody, whether it's off your practice squad or off the street, and make that player active on Sunday. Like, why are we, Well, you know? Well, feel me on this. I, I'm not saying that I'm for or against that. I'm just saying that's the reason why they do it. I didn't know why they did it either. It didn't make sense to me before. It Now, it makes sense. But I'm still not a fan of that move. I'm, I'm with y'all on that. Let them play. <laughs> Let them play. Anyway. I'm glad you said that because people? I actually looked it up today and somebody told me why they it's... don't allow you to address everybody on game day. Why is it? And, well, it's because, like, let's say the Redskins. Let's say you have 53 guys on your roster and let's say the Cowboys have 53 guys on their roster and the Redskins have eight guys that are hurt. You know what I'm saying? Eight guys who can't go this week. And the Cowboys have two. So the Cowboys are going to come down there with fifty-two guys, fifty-one guys that can play, and the rest of them have forty-five. It keeps a competitive balance, which I guess makes sense.
0: I don't, you, you know, you know, I actually don't really like BOTS. I don't think it. I think it's too much of an advantage. Yeah, like well, I least, think you well, are over. So,
1: I mean, I kind of agree with you, Cliff. But at least now the they bias. minimize it to one team
0: and you're in your head home.
1: Yeah, I really don't mind the one, to team, one team. It you. kind of makes it like okay. Yeah. We're fighting for that like number one seed in the conference. Absolutely, like, I don't. Know, at 17th in the playoffs, I mean, you, yeah.
0: Also, expand, the, expand the playoffs. I'm not a fan. I, I don't like when any mm-hmm. league expands the playoffs. It makes your playoffs weaker, man. Period. The more teams mm-hmm. you add, the weaker mm-hmm. it is. We're gonna watch the games, of course. Like it's not like we're not gonna watch them. Um, I don't need. First I, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't need to see. Duck Hodges.
1: right, Exactly. Uh, this year would have been that. the exception for me because usually when you're watching the playoffs and, and like it's come the week 16, week 17, mm-hmm. you either see a team that loses on the last week that doesn't get in or a team that actually makes it as a sixth seed that you just like, I don't want to watch you in the playoffs. Like you said, like I, I had no desire to watch Duck Hodges and the Steelers play anybody in the playoffs and come out and lose by 50 to the Chiefs. But you know, this year the, the Titans made a run and they were good and they were entertaining. So but most years that's the case. I don't really want to see a seven team that maybe went six and ten <laughs> in the yeah, playoffs. No, it's it's not gonna be fun. I mean, I will say I do like how they changed it to um like the top seed is the only one getting the bye. I, I actually like that. Everybody else has got to play.
0: Yeah, but you know, like a lot of times the teams that end up finishing at the top, it's cause of the cross that's, division definitely. they played might might have been some garbage. Right, like the Patriots might finish first because
1: mm-hmm.
0: um they got to play the NFC East Definitely. that year, and the NFC East happened to be trash that year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could go 12 and four, you go 13 and three, and you went 13 and three because your division yeah, sucks, man. and the division Absolutely. you played against sucks. No, I hear you on that. Uh, you know, what I'm saying? Well, I mean,
1: that's one of the things that come when you did this, uh, division reconfiguration back in 2002 like you're just going to play one division every year and if that division stinks from top to bottom that whole division is going to get wiped out by a better division and that's what that's what kind of what you've been saying like who played us this year um from another conference what was the nfc north was it we played the nfc north and the afc east right yeah the <laughs> the Patriots sweep our division yeah i'm sure they did mm-hmm. anyway all right let's let's move on to brandon sheriff and this franchise tag uh expected to be $16.1 million this year. Uh, they're still working on a long-term deal, but they were unable to get one done uh, for, I mean, I know they tried to get him a deal for 13 mil per year at some point during the season that he turned down. Uh, what do you think the chances are we are able to get this done by, let's say training camp? I mean, I think there's a possibility of them getting it done. Uh, apparently Sheriff has already spoke to or had his agent speak out to the team and basically say, you know, he wants to be here long-term. He's not trying to do Mm -hmm. that franchise deal like we had with Kirk Cousins going back and forth. And Sheriff seems like a player who said he wants to be here. I mean, obviously we drafted him high. Let's not allow great talent to walk out the door like we used to do in the past. Um, Honestly, I think with the new, you know, new Sheriff in town, with the way the the team is transitioning, I think it's a situation where he's going to end up signing long term. Hopefully, they get the deal done. But if not, if it's not done before the deadline, I do see a situation where maybe they get it done at the end of the season. Ultimately, I think Brandon Scherf, he wants to be here. So it's not going to be a back and forth like we had with our previous quarterback. True. Um, I, I do think that part of it had to do with they wanted to see where this new um, CBA came Absolutely. in with money. Right. The Vikings, right. The, the, Vikings, the, Vikings made the playoffs
0: only because they got to play the NFC.
1: Kind of lost in the timeline. I think that they announced the franchise tag before they announced the CBA, right? Yeah, because they, they announced the tag on Saturday. That's right. They announced a tag on Saturday. The CBA came in on Sunday. So, yeah, they, I mean, it's possible that they just didn't know where the money was going to come in. And uh, Sheriff and his agent maybe wanted to wait and see how much it would go up and how much it would affect his final price tag. Um, it, I think it's possible. I mean, you've heard that Sheriff wants that security mm-hmm. and that he wants to be here. Um, I You know, long term contracts with guards are hard to work out because they paid like tackles. Uh, so you have to find that like middle ground like, OK, the franchise tag is 60.1 million dollars which is for all of the linemen, but here's what I think you're worth. You know, it's kind of a dangerous game sometimes, like when you're doing this with a guard or a center or whatever, because they've seen they can make $16 million a year on a tag, but you're really only worth like 12 or 13 or whatever. But um, I have faith that they'll get something done. He seems like a reasonable person. And I think the reasonable minds will prevail on this one. I'm
0: not too concerned. I also just, I'm, I don't really care if players sign long-term. Especially with football. We know he can blow he really his knee out, for example. signing players long-term. Someone someone. So, yeah. Like, he's on a franchise tag. If that's what he plays on, that's what he plays on. The guy's mm-hmm. a
1: pitcher. He pretty is pretty one of the best guards in the league. Top five. Uh, <laughs> you know, top five. I, 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 top five. Yeah. And I would hate for him to walk, uh, he, you know. Of, of all the draft picks that Scott McLuhan made, he was probably one of the, the better ones uh his first one, actually. Uh, I would hate to see him go because you're already so, like, short on offensive linemen at this point, and he's, you know, probably the the most consistent one you've had when he's not injured. Uh, I would love to see them get this done at some point. Uh, If not this offseason, then, you know, maybe at some point next spring. There's there's no need to let top talent walk out the door. Everybody's going to go, you know, get all in a, whatever the word I'm looking for, when they see a lineman sign a large amount of money for a contract. Like, understand, regardless of the amount of money that he signs for eventually that deal is probably going to be sweet because there's going to be other guards. that's going to come along. that's going to sign bigger deals. So get the deal done. Talk about Trent Williams real quick. Uh, Obviously everybody's heard it by now that we've given permission to get a trade Uh, to this point, nothing has really come to be a few rumors from different teams, but um, I think the major hangup is the compensation. Plus we're going to have to pay him on the back end. Trent Williams, 32 years old by the time the season starts plus coming off a year we didn't play. And, you know, Numerous injuries have been stacking up. Who knows what he looks like now? Uh, JP Finley says he thinks this deal gets done eventually, it might take some time. So, people who are expecting this to be done before the draft might be, you know, waiting a bit longer. Uh, honestly, I'm cool with waiting for a draft pick in 2021. I'd prefer it to be this year, but um, I mean, if I'm keeping it a buck, I'd rather him just be here and get him extended. If that's not going to happen, I'm cool with just waiting for it, just get compensation for him, don't just get rid of him. And take whatever that would be stupid. If this, if you are having a conversation in a few months where we have accepted like a third rounder and a seventh in 2021 for Trent Williams, I'm gonna be pissed. Like, that's not cool. I mean, it, in best case scenario, it, to me, obviously, like you said, would be if we could keep him here. But if you ha- ultimately, if you're going to trade him, it would have been great if we could get the deal done before free agency opens because they said if you do, that frees up another 12.5 in, in cap space. So, right. I mean, that would only benefit the team, but. I am not one to say we're going to give Trent Williams away for no fifth, fourth, sixth-round draft like that. No, that's not going to happen. And if they don't get fair compensation for a top-five left tackle, then 71, you're going to be lining up at FedEx on Sundays because that's not why do that, when in the end you're going to get third-round comp pick anyway. So fair compensation or he's lining up at FedEx Field on Sundays. Cliff, what do you think is going to happen if We can't trade Trent, and it comes to July, and he holds out again. I I think that's very unlikely because he needs to make that money. He hasn't made he hasn't played last year. I don't know how much money of his salary we kept from him, but
0: not even that he needs the the money. Like, what are you doing? You willing to sit out back back and back seasons?
1: Come on, dude. Well, I mean, he seems like a person that's gonna stick to his guns. I mean, that's what uh, Adrian Peterson said about him last year. He said, Trent's to have a guy that when he says he means it, no matter." what it is, he's on staying on principle. If he says he's stating out on principle, he's gonna sit out on principle. I don't think he would do it. I...
0: hmm He's not sitting out on principle. He wants a paycheck. Like he's not who's who's he fooling, man? You wanna get paid, like the top off left tackle in the game. You just had a cancer mm-hmm. scare. You didn't play last year. You've been hurt the last couple seasons. And you
1: saw the deal. I, I don't Why know what y'all saw, you but the deal that stands got from the Colts, right now. Two for, what was it, like two for 33 or something, like 16.5 a year, and Trent's asking for a 20 and above? Like, come on, dude. You right. didn't even I mean, play Lane, last year. Lane Johnson set the market at 18 right. last uh, spring. Right. You know, I, I understand that you want to be the highest-paid tackle in football, and, you know, I, I bet that a lot of people would have still agree. Or um debate, I should say that Trent Williams is still one of the best tackles of football. But you know, if you really want to get traded, man, if you want to make this a thing, you gotta meet us halfway. You know what I'm saying? Like we're already trying, like, be fair to us. We're saying the market is important to players, but you know, a, a deal that looks crazy now might not be anything in a year exactly. from now, 18 months from now, whatever. Exactly. Been fair to you. We have not <laughs> well, been fair well, to you. I, 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 well, I, no, well, I meant with compensation. We've been fair to you with compensation, like he got, yeah, he got, we gave him that bag, where, bro. Where the fourth pick got 60 million dollars. I think his first deal was worth a lot. And his last his deal, his last contract deal that he got from Bruce, although that's kind of why he's pissed off now. That deal was front loaded and deal. And Tripp was the highest paid left tackle in the game. And it ended up being that's what I mean, all I meant was right. All I meant was that we've been fair to him as far as giving him his bread. He's never came to for us for wanting for more money. We're trying to get value for you, but you can't be asking for the stars in the moon. Because then we can't trade you. And then you're going to hold out again. Let's talk about the new stadium. Um Build that shit where Cliff room. got paid no, in taxes, dog.
0: <laughs> wait, Nah, nah, dog. No. Put hey, that, that in DC. Oh, oh man. In Virginia, yeah, yeah, man. man.
1: Isn't it funny that it seems like like a lot more stadium news has come out since Bruce has been gone? Like, yeah, this dumbass is supposed what? to be in charge. Wait, what were what you doing, dog? I feel like there's been a lot more moves being made. Since you've been gone and that was your only job or your main job. Because the clock is ticking. Remember the, the lease is up at FedEx in 2027. Right. It's gonna take a while to build this stadium. I mean, think about it. The Ram Stadium is being built for four years and they had to rush it and it already is being delayed. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take a while to build this stadium. And especially if they plan to do the whole like office building, retail, like like Disney park uh Both. whole situation. Both. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's no way he's holding he's out. Not, I don't see
1: it. Again.
0: I don't Report see the it. camp. Keep on the track. All right.
1: Because think about it. You, you hold the out again. Dirty I mean, sure, you camp. don't want to play with us. Cool. I but you're not. hurting yourself as far as that money that you want for that next team that's going to pay you. And you coming off two years of no, no, no game film, no nothing. You're not getting that money. So right. it's either show up or, you know, lose out on some right. money. It is what it is. I don't know. I don't know where it's gonna be. But you know, Michael Phelps. Uh, I think it's from Richmond. The Richmond Times Dispatch. Uh, made a report this past week saying that, uh, Snyder has a secret location in mind, and I excuse keeping that secret because he doesn't want somebody to catch wind, buy it, and then you know charge him like an extra twenty percent on top or what whatever. But rumor is it's closer to the Beltway. It's in Virginia. But you know, with this whole uh gambling bill coming down uh. I guess what the bill said, authorized to issue a permit for major leagues, franchises, to conduct in-person sports betting at newly constructed facilities, which obviously is an incentive for the Redskins. Um, you move to Virginia. You build this thing near the beltway. Uh, and from what I've heard, and based on what I've read, is just like, Virginia's going to do whatever it takes. Like, they'll build you a metro. They'll give you the infrastructure. They'll give you the gambling license like they've done. We're just not going to pay for the stadium. So if Danny's willing to put this thing in a spot that's advantageous for all fans around the area to come to. I, I don't have a problem with Virginia, man. I prefer DC. I think we all would, but Virginia's not a bad look as long as it's not out by Dallas. Yeah, if they plan on putting that shit down in Richmond, they can they can forget about all the fans that's up in Montgomery County, you know, upper and Frederick and all those places. Like like you said, make it somewhere where it's metro ac- accessible, where it's easy for people to get there. Like where FedEx is at right now, it's 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 a nightmare. It's hell. It's hell on four ninety five. Like Right. Dream, dream and, scenario was of course of course we wanted to be back at RFK. Of course we wanted to be in DC. And apparently Snyder said he'd be willing to pay for it if they allowed him to build it there at RFK site. But I mean obviously it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen, but And for the folks that there's no space out in like Loudoun County, or not Loudoun County, in like Fairfax County or like Arlington or like that, like I, I know obviously that Amazon has amazing clout and pull and you know whatever and influence. They decided they were moving to Crystal City. There was no space for them. They made space. They bought the space. They figured it out. Like, if Dale Snyder and Virginia work together and they really want to make this place uh, somewhere where not only Redskins fans, but, like, just, like, people want to come to and hang out and, like, go to restaurants or, like, if you're going to do an amphitheater, they want to go to a concert there or whatever. Like, you'll find the space within the Beltway to make it happen. You don't have to build it in Dulles. You don't have to build it in Springfield. Best case scenario, we would all want to be in D.C. They're the Washington Redskins. We would love to go back to the RFK site. But at this point, it doesn't seem like it's trending towards that. It seems like it's going to be Maryland or Virginia. And I was always one of the ones that wanted to be back in D.C. But at this point, it's all about just making the stadium more accessible for everybody. So we don't have to send traveling for two, three hours. Don't put it out in bubble fuck Virginia somewhere where we, it's going to take us seven hours to get back up here to Montgomery County. Like put it in a good, decent spot. Metro's available. And let's go on, go on about our business at this point cuz it's 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 getting a little old and the clock is kind of ticking right I- Dude, but somebody mentioned I- you know how the wizards were eight a- polling, how they chose the where they put the mci center when it was the mci center how that part how that part of downtown mm-hmm. was like kind of whack right. nobody's going down there but it kind of made the city live down there like if Dan really wants to get it downtown although i don't think it's going to happen anymore i don't know where he would put it but find some space in dc where that you can truly upbring if you can't get that rfk site you know what i mean like
0: right i could give a shit about stadiums Pay for that shit yourself. He man. said he would. He said he would, Cliff. Danny Boy said it. Cool. Now put that shit in Virginia.
1: Towntown was not a desirable spot to be at until mm-hmm. at spot where the Anacostia waterfront wasn't a spot anyone wanted to be at yep. until the Nets moved there. Mm-hmm. Now Audi Field's there. Now the wharf is there. Now it's a a booming place mm-hmm. of like retailing, like.
0: And gentrification. Uh, rest-
1: right. If the Rescue's wanted to move, I don't know. Like, the, the waterfront where Anakashi is at RFK is prime for a total overhaul, but the residents can't get in there for a number of reasons. That little spot across the river from Nat's Park—they they, were told they, so they, they, they can be there. But, well, again, the be. but I, I don't know if that's like the land that Dan's considering or where the secret location. I truly, truly wonder where the secret location is that Dan's looking at. But it's but it's supposed to be like Northern yeah, Virginia. I mean, so. The MCI Center and the Caps and Wizards came. I don't care where you put it. Honestly, I wouldn't even mind if they put it back over there by was it yep. Oxen Run over there by the MGM. Um, I would prefer it to be on the same side of the highway as the MGM. Uh, I don't think it could be yeah. because I think there's no, there's no space over there to put it. It'd have to be up across the highway, which is like yeah. closer to the Anacostia River like on the DC side. But just like, like I said, man, just put it in a spot where you have space around it to build other things. I think he has a plan of where he wants to move the stadium, the training facility, everything. I don't blame so, him. Who knows? But like you said, just make, make, it, make it a situation where traffic isn't a living hell in 495 him. and 270. That's all I'm
0: happy for. Traffic's going to be hell regardless.
1: Uh, uh, but, you know, is this, it's a situation. Like, no matter where it's going to be, it's going to be bad. But you can alleviate the problem to a degree by putting it near a metro or building a metro near it. Like, let fans like who don't want to drive down there, who have no intention of coming down tailgating with a big setup, I can hop on the Metro at Shady Grove and be there in forty five minutes and then hop on mm-hmm. it and go home yep. and not be in traffic for two hours. Point blank. All right. Let's move on to free agency. Um like we mentioned, uh 198 million dollars is the new uh total cap for each team. Um it's up ten million dollars from last year. Uh crazy, it's up from one hundred and twenty point six million in twenty twelve. Think about that. That's dumb money. It's up oh, they, a whole seventy eight million dollars in eight years. That leaves a lot of funny money, I think, after we uh gave uh sheriff this uh deal. I think we're up to or down to like what sixty million dollars flat around $60 dollars flat? Yeah, somewhere around there. Something like that. Yeah. And it, like you said, if we get rid Trent, it's gonna be even more than that. But let's talk about who we'd like to target this legal tampering period. Uh first off, let's talk about the guys, the positions that we have to address. Sheriff is already in place. Uh sign a veteran to back up Haskins. Because you know we don't have any quarterbacks on the roster. That's, a, that's another thing leading to the seven. free agency piece. Like yeah. people want, they want competition for Haskins. Um,
0: they want. Yeah, I think you sign a veteran quarterback. I would oppose signing like someone who's supposed to be direct right. competition for Haskins. I don't like when teams do that.
1: Address off the line, uh, possibly cornerback, maybe tight end, safety. Uh, maybe add a running back. Uh, I've heard some buzz about, like, some running backs. We'll get into that. Uh, Tight end, wide receiver. safety. Did I miss anything?
0: Listen, I'm Pardon. not worried about these things. I'm not. In a in a market where there's this many wide receivers in the draft, you don't need a second-round pick. These guys aren't even going to get drafted high because there's two many I did wide hear that receivers. There's a,
1: a ton of, like, wide receivers with, like, day two grades. Like, oh, maybe, absolutely. Like, 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 30 of them. Like, you're going to be able to get a – quality wide receiver on like early day four. Like I have no problem with it. I, I would be apprehensive about counting on a rookie wide receiver to come through and, and be a Terry McLaurin or even somebody that contributes in a in a big way. It's it, it happens. But we wouldn't it even need happen. that. We All just what need, you think but you just I need more playmakers. No, I would have no problem with going out and sign Emmanuel Sanders to a two-year deal and then you draft him in the third round. That's fine. That's I'm good with that. Right? I'm no. I'm okay with that, but like I'm assuming that's under the assumption that we have the left tackle yep. situation figured out. Because if we trade in Trent, we got to keep in mind, left tackle becomes a major priority. Well, let's talk about left tackles then. Uh, who's going to be available? I think Cordy Glenn was cut two days ago. I, I, he's always hurt, so I would not really be forward with that. But I would go and get somebody like Andrew with, with for two years and give him, I don't know, I'm gonna be 30, honest with you, so I, I $35 last... million for two years. I wanted us to go after the dude – how do you say his name? Costanzo, Costanzo from, from Costanzo, the Colts? Costanzo, yeah. Well, they, but, but they, they locked him up, right? Yeah, they just they just re-signed him. Well, I heard that either he was the one of the Colts or he was going to retire. So, you know, I, I never not really considered him. But, yeah. you know, there are, uh, like, a couple guys. But, Corey, you're right. I mean, if it's not going to be Trenton, who it is? I mean, you swung and missed on the board, Jerron Christian. Uh, Morgan Moses can only put the right side, and he's not even doing that well at this point. I wouldn't even want to bring back Donald Penn. You know, just like tight ends, old tackles, especially good tackles, are hard to come by. You can Morgan Moses. Years. Yeah. I mean, there are options, but your options are limited. You should conserve your draft picks for that in case, but you don't have enough picks.
0: I'm not as concerned about left tackle as you guys are, to be honest. Because it's either Trent or we get picks for Trent. So it's, it's not like it's not like, mm-hmm. no it's, not like it's not going to get solved. You know what no, I'm saying? I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that.
1: All right. Uh, Ooh, who else? Who else are we talking about? Trey what are wide receivers are there besides same. Emmanuel Sanders, Marcus Robinson? Uh, I'm just trying to think of guys off the top of my head right now that might be available. Uh, Trey Boston, he, free safety. Trey Boston. Let's talk about Trey Boston. We definitely need a free safety to compete with Monte Nicholson. Um th- that I mean Justin Simmons got the franchise tag. I, I'm not surprised with that at all. They were either going to give him a long-term deal or franchise and lock him up somehow. But we definitely need a free safety. Trey Boston's been bouncing around the league, which makes Kind of no sense to me because he's been a good player. but yeah, I, didn't, I don't understand that either. He's been on three teams in the last three years. Right, and has been good on and every stop. Um, I don't know. There's something there that I'm not seeing or understanding. But either way, he's familiar with Ron Rivera, was good for them last year. Uh, at the very least, he provides you with another option besides Monte because, frankly, we haven't had anybody there that can compete with Monte. And he's been forcing in the lineup and is a knucklehead year after year after year. I, I mean, I would love to be out of the Nicholson business now,
0: but you know, maybe just real him to, to back the role for now. I guess. I don't understand. Why do we assume Trey ball? Like when guys are on multiple teams like that, that's oh, not absolutely kind of like DJ I mean,
1: It's a red flag, but like what? Like I haven't heard any reason why he would be bouncing around from team to team because he's not like he's been a bad player. He's been fine. I mean, he has not been great. He's His been first three right. years in the league, he was with Carolina, though, right? Because he, he had he had two states um, with Carolina. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of odd that he jumps around from team to team. But, I mean, I got to be honest. We got to add somebody to that position because there's no way in hell we want to be banking on Monte Nicholson going into 2020 season. And I was a Monte fan. Uh, come on. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to cut Ron McLeod. Uh, I mean, that's a, another guy that could be there. Uh, again, I don't know how good he is. But you just can't go into the season with just Apke and Nicholson and free safety because one guy – I'm Frankly, I can't count him because he's a knucklehead and he just is just too much of a loose cannon. And Abke, I just I just don't know where he's at. I don't know if he's even ready to be a full time starter. So you got to add a guy there.
0: Interesting. You know, you guys had a lot of Abke <laughs> hate last year. Oh
1: boy. Oh boy. Here it goes.
0: No, no, this is real shit. You had a lot of Abke hate. When he played, he did not play as bad as you guys kept claiming he was. You guys kept talking about him like he didn't belong to the NFL. They come that Appy fan club. Here they come. The guy made some. <laughs> it's not even. It's not. I'm just not even the fan club. Yeah, I used to. Shit I on just that. shit on
1: the crib because I knew he was not ready to be yeah, on the field with the other eleven, other ten starters. That's all I'm saying.
0: I knew he could be. Yeah, absolutely. Could That's be why
1: I told you, and I told Paul as well. I knew for a fact Appy could be a special teams ace. There was no doubt about it. He ran a four three at the combine. He has speed. Be a gunner, be on kickoff, kickoff, return, punt, return, punt, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But he was oh, not ready up. to be on uh, starting 11 defense. Just no. I didn't. I, didn't, I mean, maybe he proved.
0: They told us that when they drafted him. And then Paul wanted to cut him after a year. What's what You what, 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 like, what, gotta we be clipped with the birds, Jermy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me. That's me.
1: Bird back there, like, yeah, that I got <laughs> <had> these things. <laughs>
0: All right. No, nah. all right. Yeah, right. on Appy happy, but no, nah, not
1: sure. to get not to to, to get off the Appy topic. It does. It, isn't it kind of odd that Trey Boss has been on three teams recently? Like, I thought he was a good ball player. He hits. He makes plays. He's a he. he plays downfield. He's good in coverage. He's a good tackler. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of like the, it's kind of like the I, Swearinger. not know what it is. Well, uh, yeah, but Swearinger part of Swearinger's situation was he was uh, oh, no, a knucklehead. Insubordinate, and I guess I mean, sometimes a bad teammate, but I haven't heard any of that from Dre Boston. Maybe he hasn't been in our markets, so we haven't been privy to that information. I guess I don't know. Uh, let's talk about cornerback. Uh, this has been a situation with Dunbar. Um, do you give Dunbar the money and th- sign somebody like on a lower level, like a Rashad Breeland, bring him back, a Kendall Ford, bring him back? Uh, maybe go out and get like Chris Harris for a year or something like that, or do you go out and, and break the bank for Byron Jones or James Bradbury? Personally, I probably would rather give Dunbar his money and go get somebody like Kendall Fuller or Breeland, bring him back. One, because I really think that Dunbar is still an ascending player and he deserves to get the bag. And I just – I think keeping him here would be good and pairing him with somebody who's familiar with Eric, somebody who could come with a cheaper price tag, save money for other positions. What do you guys think? I would definitely rather them bring in, if they had the chance to bring back Breeland and Fuller, and pair them with Dunbar, who eventually I think will get paid but obviously, it's a new regime, so they want to see you producing in their system. Like, Dump still a young player, and all that trade talk he was talking about, he was never going anywhere. So, you need to sit back, sit down, do your job, get the, get the job done, be available, because you've been missing several games, and show Rivera and Del Rio that you can get the job done, and I'm right. sure they will pay him handsomely. Well, I, th- I think that's the thing. I think that they haven't paid him because he hasn't been available. I mean, he had a miscellaneous nerve injury that cost him a bunch of games two years ago. Last year, he missed some time, too. You know, I, I, mean, I would love to give you $15 million to be our cornerback one because you've earned the right to be in that conversation. I still think he's an ascending player. But we can't have him missing eight games a year and pay you that much money. is availability. Exactly.
0: Nah, no, come to – I mean, Dunbar, you, you're when not your Gator boys. Game game boys. When you come to camp – you better. Well, <laughs> I can't think it's <laughs> me. Chicken doesn't really produce any corners, as we know. Not anymore. Wash, you got a wash football program up there in Ann Arbor. Um, mm-hmm. no, I think if you mm-hmm. with Dunbar, mm-hmm. you just let them come to camp. Like, man. absolutely, camp. like we gave him the, a deal two years ago. Then I mean, it was paid. like three for 12
1: or 30, for something that, like that, but. I mean, you changed positions with us. The team found a spot for you. It's not like the team doesn't think you're a good player. So it was kind of odd that Dunbar came out here with all this. I need – I'm demanding a trade. I need a new deal now, blah, 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 blah. Nobody's reached out to me. But you got to understand, this is the new regime. Rivera's trying to get adjusted to a lot. It's not like they don't think you're a great player. Come in, you ball, be healthy. I mean, you will get paid. Right. I think it's a little bit unreasonable. I mean – it, yes, he is underpaid. You know him right now on a three for twelve year deal, so a three for twelve million dollar deal. A three for twelve is fine for Dunbar. That makes him underpaid at this juncture. But you can't just come in here when it's February twenty first and be like, "Oh, I haven't heard from the new staff yet. <laughs> like, they haven't what? told me about my new deal yet." Yo, you were promised a new deal by the last guys. These are the new guys. You got some of the proof here, and anybody understands that this is business. You know, what I'm saying we can't just give you a new deal that. because jay gruden said you are getting one no come on and earn your stripes i think that rivera understands that dunbar mm-hmm. is a good player and i think he wants mm-hmm. to keep him here and hey, we'll give him the money we have plenty of it but you gotta show us something like don't miss a bunch of games and you'll get your money i don't think rivera or do will have any issue in getting dunbar his money as long as he's available and able to play like he's like you said every year dunbar has gotten better at the cornerback position like it's still amazing that we used to have this guy receiver, plugged him in a corner, and all of a sudden he's a damn good corner in the NFC East. Like, just be available, be open to the new regime, and you'll get paid. But all these demands and exactly. these demands in February, like, fuck out of here. Yeah. Right. That Gator uh, shit. All right, uh, uh linebackers. Uh <laughs> He yes. Is. He is. Hey, man, good football real, like, player. That man. guy is like a real like. he's a root for somebody. like absolutely. Um, he was a undrafted wide receiver. They identified that he could be maybe good at cornerback, and now he's. I mean, I wouldn't say well, he's one of the top cornerbacks in the league, but he's definitely he's like, damn good. I would put. Him, I would. I would put him in the top like ten percent of starting cornerbacks. He's good. He's a good absolutely. ass cornerback. Anyway, linebacker. Uh, obviously with Ruben Foster, uh, we we have no idea what's gonna happen at this point with him. I know we were thinking of bringing back John Bostic. Uh, that hasn't you know nothing is like imminent with that uh i think you're gonna have to add somebody there especially with Ruben foster being up in the air and his status for his upcoming season uh you still got cole holcomb you still got sean Dylan hamilton uh there are some guys available uh i'm not sure what position we don't know anything about the four three and like where these guys who are currently here are going to line up but you do got to add some guys uh Anybody that catches your own. there was one name that I saw I was gonna ask y'all how y'all felt about this because I kinda like him, but his his price tag might be high. Blake Martinez. He's a tackle. Uh, Blake Martinez has Blake Martinez has a lot of Will Compton to his oh name. man. <laughs> that's, not <laughs> no, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. Damn, Paul. Will Compton. I, I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. But um, you know, Martinez is a good player. But he's not like he's not a guy who's gonna make a ton of plays for you. Uh, I would sign him because you do need a guy. But he, I'm not gonna sit there and get super duper excited for Blake Martinez. I'd honestly rather go out and get somebody like Joe Schobert, who actually has shown that he can do some things and actually add value as a yeah. pass rusher. He does a lot, a lot of edge rushing as well for the Browns these past couple of years. I think I think to be honest with you, somebody that's on our roster, Sean Dion. Uh,
0: um, they'll probably just sign somebody. Sean you know? Dion.
1: Sean Dion. I'm
0: not. You know. I'm <laughs>
1: Oh, Sean Dion Hamilton has shown that he should be on the field more. I, I don't understand why he wasn't on the field more last year. Um, his knee's holding up. You know, he's healthy. His big question was, can he be healthy? He's been healthy for two straight years. I think he had one of PFFs. I, PFF, I, I don't really take that to gospel, but he had one of the yep. top pass defending grades from a linebacker this past year. Like I, I still remember that play he made against, he was either Rosen or Fitzpatrick versus Dolphins, where he cut mm-hmm. a route and made an amazing athletic pick. Like he, he does that. He does from time to time. It's like, going to be an adjustment for us because obviously we don't know where they plan on plugging certain players as far as certain positions, like weak side, strong side, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think moving to the four three is going to benefit Holcomb and Sean Dion a lot. Let's get it on wax real quick. Who do you think the first person linked to the wrestlings is going to be? Like just one guy that's off the radar that you think this could be a wild card? Mm, Jimmy Ward. Ooh, I like that. I do like Jimmy Ward. I mean, I told you guys <laughs> privately. Yeah. Right. How, Pons, long, Pons, guys. how long? Oh, I'd be okay with Ward, it, brother. Though. Bring in Jimmy Ward. Yeah. Based off the simple fact that I can't right. trust Monte okay, by yeah. himself another year at free safety. So, I, someone has to be added at that position for me. It's, it's funny that you said Jimmy Ward because I was going to say Sean Davis. Okay. I would not be surprised if they brought him in on like a more two-year deal. I thought like, you might go with your boy Carl Joseph. I would not mind bringing... Carl Joseph for a couple of reasons. One, I, I don't think the Raiders were using him right outside of the brief time Del Rio had him, and two, I think that once you have Landon Collins doing like the whole T.J. Ward like position in his new defense, like playing a little bit of dime linebacker, and you want to bring extra safety on the field, you could do that with Carl Joseph. Like you know, pretty much Landon moves to the box, Carl moves to Landon's spot in the secondary, and then use rock with that. That's you add speed and athleticism and hitting ability to a team. You know, especially when you have play teams. That run the ball a lot, like the Eagles and the, the Cowboys. You have more speed, and you have a, like a ability to come through Absolutely. and like knock some heads and stuff like that. So Sean Davis, I, you know, I he, he moved positions a couple times, just like Jimmy Ward from cornerback back to safety. And um, I think if he finds a home place and gets properly coached, I think that he could actually like resurrect his career. You know, a local kid went to Maryland, has some potential, has some talent, but you know, obviously flamed out a little bit in Pittsburgh.
0: Who you got, Cliff? Uh-huh. Ah man, it's hard to think of someone off the top Because like, it's gonna be a name tomorrow that surprises us. I don't know. I think they're gonna bring in a couple of like guys that they've worked with before. Mm-hmm. Most likely. So I don't really like I think positions like linebacker, especially on the defense, I think they're gonna bring in guys that have played for them before. So pretty much anyone from that list, I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna be surprised. So
1: you could see a guy like Thomas Davis signing for like a mid- one two year deal.
0: Thomas Davis yeah, he, he, he's the the
1: league. <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm not saying for I'm saying that more for like a culture you know how Rivera wants to you know set the tone in the locker room yeah that's what I mean
0: not necessarily Thomas Davis but I think the guys they bring in that are not the major money signings will probably be guys that they've they've worked with before.